29 of Valdar Werewolves. This is your last show in August. Uh, I can't believe September is here already. Uh, I feel like in many ways we're back in last year. <laughs> yeah, I don't... Which yeah. is not a great, particularly great feeling. Uh, no, I hoped for more out of 2021. Yeah, so. yeah, 1,000%. Um, I did... Uh, I had FaceTime with my mom and sister last night, which was nice. I got to see the two of them. Uh, normally, we would have usually spend... They usually come down Labor Day weekend and kind of take a bunch of time off. Obviously, see, obviously that hasn't happened in a couple of years. And it's, spoiler alert, not happening this weekend. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so I, I agree with you. I, if you had told me this time last year that oh hey fast forward a year there's vaccines but guess what shit's worse i'd be like yeah did the vaccines kill everyone like exactly. <laughs> no, no there's just a lot of people that don't want to take them because they'd rather shit their pants in a grocery store taking horse dewormer <laughs> oh well that's not at all what i would have thought that is the exact yeah. opposite <laughs> You know, but also, also would I would have believed it (laughs) if in September of 2020 you said, "Hey, in September 2021, people won't be taking vaccines; they'll be taking horse dewormer." I'd be like, "Oh shit!" Well, then Trump got reelected, and they're like, "No, (laughs) no, no, that's not what happened." I'd be like, "All right, then you got. I don't know. I got nothing." People are people are still people, regardless. (laughs) People are people, so why should it be? You and I should get along. So, oh, anyway, okay, a little Depeche Mode for you. All right, so we have a we have a handful of flicks to talk about uh, this show. Uh, one of which, uh, so as you know, we get screeners and Blu-rays and whatnot. We try to juggle things to match up with when things are coming out. So, uh, Mitch, you got a screener, not a screener. You got a, a Blu-ray of uh, yes. Great White, I believe. Uh, yes, which drops on September seventh, and obviously we're not going to have a show then, but uh, it'll be out, and you can get it. I meant to watch it so that we could talk about the movie together, but because I'm bad at calendars, I did not. <laughs> but you watched it, so that's yes. and, and you've got you've got more knowledge of sharky things than I do. Yeah, um, and it, this one's kind of weird. It's it's one of those RLJE slash Shutter mm-hmm. uh, physical releases. Uh, it hasn't hit Shutter as of yet, uh, but the Blu-ray's out on September seventh, like you said. Uh, I'm not sure if it hits Shutter at the same day or if it's going to hit Shutter maybe a little before or maybe you know I know it's not on there now because uh, I was watching Shutter yesterday. But uh, yeah, and this one's weird because this one also had a theatrical, a little theatrical run, uh-huh. and yes, it I, did. I thought. I thought it was a much bigger production than apparently it was. I, I thought it was like a almost like a shallows level thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was pretty excited for it. Um, it was not that, as it turns out. Um, it's 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 it lands somewhere between something like the shallows. It's this big budget polished studio thing and. Um, the uh, asylum stuff that you see on on the Sci-Fi Channel there back in the day, the Mega Sharks and whatnot. Was the Shallows the one with the couple who like bitched each other for the entire movie and then got like stuck in the water, or was that a different movie? 
No, Shallows was Blake Lively on a rock. Oh, right. Which movie am I thinking of? I mean, almost every other shark movie. <laughs> no, but it was like it's this like indie film about this couple that like went on vacation and they basically spent the entire time fighting, and then they're like they went out on a boat and it got capsized. Open water. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was like them just bitching at each other for reef. like eight. No, reef. not the reef. What was it called? Okay. Broken water. Open water. Open water. Yeah, I think that one was it. And they uh-huh. just like yeah, yeah, yeah. And they just bitched at each other for like. 89 minutes and then you're mm-hmm. and then it ended and you're like did they get eaten god i hope so <laughs> <laughs> well this one's uh, not entirely different than that it's it, there's a couple uh, uh-huh. and they live in this beautiful place that i can't remember what it's called this island it's very you know they all these really huge like sweeping shots and it's just absolutely gorgeous i would hate it i would be miserable there mm-hmm. um but they have this plane, and uh, it's one of those planes that like lands in water and shit like that. And they take people out on these charters, and they fly them around and show them, you know, the scenery. And then they land, and they go out on the beach and have a little picnic stuff like this. Um, and so there's a couple uh, who who are there who hire them to do this, and mm-hmm. then uh, they find a dead body. The remains of a body is washed up on the beach that they go to. Mm. And it's, it's this thing, this couple at the beginning of the movie get attacked by a shark. Mm. Um, and then it fast forwards to this other, these other people. Mm-hmm. Uh, so anyway, they see the body and they're like, shit, uh, we got to call the police. This, that, and the other. And then something, ha- uh, he has a picture of a girl or they take his wallet or something. I can't remember. They go looking for like a boat, like, he obviously was on a boat or something. They go to find it. They find the boat. It's upside down. Find the body of the, the girl. And then they're like, holy shit, uh, we got to get out of here. Call the cops. And then the shark attacks the um, it's a great white spoiler shocker from the title. <laughs> why don't they make why don't they ever make like shark movies with a fucking hammerhead? Because those I know those sharks those are, my are favorite. fucking freaky as shit. Right. I know. I love hammerheads. Always have. I mean, ever since Star Wars. When I had, right. the, I got the action figure for Hammerhead, yep. which yep. is odd that they would name in a galaxy far, far away a long time ago, <laughs> they would name a character after a creature they had no knowledge yeah. of. Yeah. What are the odds? Uh, <laughs> so, uh, but anyway, so they, so the shark attacks the plane. It sinks. They have this inflatable raft. They all. It's. it's Wait, I'm sorry. Guys. Did you just say the shark attacked the plane? Yeah, it's one of those water planes. Oh, okay. water. <laughs> That's what I thought, yeah. but I was like, well, who knows? I mean, I've seen Mega Shark versus uh, Giant Octopus. The shark jumps out of the water and bites down a 747. So I have seen a shark attack a plane. Uh, but this is not that. Statistically um, speaking, it's still the safest way to travel. Okay. Well, That's what Superman saying. said. Exactly. I've never seen, a, never seen a shark jump out of the water and bite a car. So... Anyway, uh, <laughs> I've, for anyone who doesn't know, I'm deathly afraid of sharks. I have a very irrational and the ocean, fear of both and flying, flying and sharks. Yes, I, I'm terrified of those things. Superman, yeah. if he was like statistically speaking, you'd be like, shut your goddamn mouth. Cow out. <laughs> Ain't nobody want to hear this bullshit you're peddling. Yeah, I certainly. <laughs> uh, so anyway, uh, so so the, the tour guides and the couple and the guy that helps the tour guides, this big kind of muscular type supposed to be dude they get in uh, an inflatable raft and they're paddling and they don't know where uh 
they're just like because uh, they're in open water they, they see nothing but water and he's like all right well it took us x amount of time so we're this far away let's just paddle so they're paddling <laughs> and the shark is chasing them and uh it was it was all about biting a plane and sinking that ship but an inflatable raft he wants no part of it he's just gonna follow like follow them well, uh, maybe it was. Maybe he's like, this isn't even like a challenge. Like I was, I mean, planes. I'm fucking top tier, right? It, it, like, you want to give me an Amtrak? Like, I'll take a chunk out of it. But this fucking right. thing. Right, right. Yeah, he's like, he's like, okay, a raft makes sense, but a plane, fuck that shit. That doesn't yeah. belong in the water. Yeah, take Pla- planes. Ain't got no business flying. Ain't got no business swimming. <laughs> fuck out of here. Yeah. So, uh, so the, they start, you know, so here's like it's so ridiculous. I was sitting there just rolling my eyes. Like, come the fuck. At one point, uh, the the women, the the one the one lady that's the tour guide, and then the other part of the couple, they're in the back, like whispering about shit, and the other people aren't supposed to be able to hear them. And I'm like, he's he's right there. <laughs> like he's right there. It's not that big. It's a fucking raft. It's it's not. Yeah. You could touch him. He's right there. <laughs> like maybe don't talk shit about the guy who's five feet away from you. I'm just, I just, it was so stupid. It like, I mean, the dialogue. I didn't give a shit about any of the characters. They started fighting and shit. And at one point, the guy, one guy gets mad and knocks over the muscular guy and shit. And it's like I didn't give a fuck. I wanted the shark to eat everyone. Like I just didn't care. And then it's like it gets even like stupider. Like the raft starts to like sink and shit. And so they have to like, they decide they're going to fight the sharks. Nope. There's two sharks now. And two sharks. the sharks are horribly, horribly animated with the CG. Uh, wow. there is, uh, some practical stuff that I was watching. Uh, cause again, this is one of those RLJE shutter Blu-rays. So you got a whopping two bonus features, uh, <laughs> one of which is a six minute a peek behind of. the curtain. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which actually this was like I was you know I bitched about uh, seance being just talking head like interviews but this actually they showed uh, some stuff they showed the they had a couple three or four different like size um, practical shark heads and, and various length sharks that they that they built and and used and they looked cool and I don't know what part of the movie those were in because I don't remember seeing them because all I saw were garbage CG sharks, and they were the um, <clears throat> of the growling variety of shark. Wait, what? So when they would swim past, you know, like sharks in these movies, like Jaws the Revenge, uh, and some of these other really shitty ones, they'll do this thing if the shark goes to, like, bite, it makes a growl sound. I don't think that's accurate. <laughs> it's not. No, it's not. Uh, but this is. these are those, those sharks. Uh, they're growlers. And, uh, and yeah, yeah. Uh, I only wrote a few other things down. Oh, the other thing, if you're looking to pick this disc up, you'll want to note is that there, uh, the other, other than the six minute making of, there is a photo gallery. Oh, with cool. fifteen behind the scenes photos. If you want to see those, those are fun. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's just people standing in water with cameras. Yeah. It's like, oh look. Basically, what you would expect from a movie <laughs> about people in a raft right. with water. Right. Uh, and the only other thing, and I won't spoil anything in case anyone still wants to watch this. Uh, this movie does feature a superhero um, in its midst of the cast, 
Uh, I won't tell you who it is, but at one point, Supergirl is awakened by an underwater kiss. And then proceeds to kick the sunken remnants of a different ship so hard that it collapses. And that's all I'm going to tell you about that particular thing. Um, okay. Yeah. I'm, hey, man, it was as big a surprise to me, and I sat through the whole fucking movie. <laughs> so so okay. when I got to that, I was like, hmm, all right. And now I'm intrigued. That last. That's not... That's not how uh, normal people work. Supergirl so, uh, <laughs> is awakened by an underwater kiss and then kicks a hole in a boat. Kick, kicks kicks a, a, a sunken boat that then collapses. Oh. It's not a hole. She's that I'm underselling it. Yeah. I'm not giving her her props. She made the whole right. goddamn thing collapse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and um, but yeah, it's like I said, November seventh. So uh, don't September seventh. Yeah, let's September not make pe- let people wait an extra no. two months. Yeah, listen. <laughs> Here's the thing: I love a shark movie, and I just I this was the only new shark movie I watched this summer. I always watch shark movies in the summer, and this was extremely disappointing. Unfortunate. Yeah. I had high hopes for it. Uh wow. Well, that that's unfortunate. Uh, you know, I, it always makes me wonder, like, what it is where Shutter sees this movie and is like, yeah, yeah. But even it. then, but like, how the fuck did this get theatrical? Like, it wasn't just like well, in a few pandemic seasons. times are different. I guess, but Jesus, I've seen way better shit <laughs> that didn't get a, a fucking theatrical run during the pandemic than Great White. Yeah. Yeah, I mean it's it's a weird time. It's just it's just a weird time in terms of like what is out and what folks are willing to, you know, watch and pay for and all that shit. Uh, but yeah, uh, that that's kind of odd. Um, well, sadly, I, I you know what? It's like if I saw that on Shutter, I I might spend. You know, if I was working and had 90 minutes, I probably would. I was going to say, and it is that. It doesn't overstay its welcome. Uh, it's it's disappointingly light on, like, any kind of shark action. Mm. It's very character-driven. Uh, unfortunately, you just hate the characters. Or sure. I do. No, that happens. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, September 7th, folks. Mark your calendar. Um <laughs> So one of the movies uh, we got a screener for actually dropped uh, on the 20th, um, and that is a a film called Hostage. Uh, It it is uh, one of these things where uh, if you go to the IMDb page, the the plot gives away a – the little summary gives away a key plot moment, uh, (laughs) which is uh, interesting. Um, So essentially it's one of these movies that's kind of – told uh this what what appears to be multiple stories uh that that seem are seemingly uh disconnected that all come together in the end so uh oh, this this uh this guy breaks into uh to a house uh finds this teenage uh girl there uh cheerleader uh kind of like goes to grab her not out of any I did not get that there was any sort of like sexual thing to it. I think it was just like he's like, "Hey, I broke into this house, and I don't want to get in trouble for it." Uh, 
he ends up getting knocked out, wakes up, and there she is and her dad, and they're talking to each other all weird, and you get the sense that, like, they're not entirely right in the head. Uh, then then we see the cheerleader talking to her boyfriend in, like, a Waffle House, and she's trying to convince him to, like, kill her mother. Then we see a young couple uh, arguing at dinner about, like, the guy's daughter and, you know, how she's the daughter's a handful and whatnot. And, uh, and so, uh, and then, you know, kind of goes from there. And uh, all this, you know, kind of hostage is somewhat a theme of the movies you know the guy who broke into the house is being held hostage at one point the young couple the 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 woman of the young couple gets held hostage the the boyfriend is kind of feels like he's being held hostage because his his girlfriend is you know kind of manipulating him uh long story short um what what you find out and part of this is completely implausible because of presumably this was an indie film and the limitations around having kids uh in movies caused some problems is that mm. Ashley the the uh cheerleader uh, played by Nicole Henderson was actually the the young couple uh that we see later on arguing about you know the guy's daughter she she is the guy's daughter and um at one night when they when they're having dinner uh who is now her father and the mother she's trying to have killed actually broke into her dad and stepmother's house, uh, killed the father, held the stepmother hostage, eventually killed her, and then essentially took her as their own child. So all this time mm. she's been living with the people who kidnapped her and killed her, her dad and her stepmom. The problem is they they said oh that she got this happened to her when she was 10 they did not cast a 10 year old to play 10 year old ashley they cast what appeared to be a 18 year old uh and so it was i was like mm. wait a minute no that's not there's no way this this person is 10 years old like it's been a minute since i've had a 10 year old in the house but right. i know what they look like and this is not it um, so it completely threw me out of like this moment where you're supposed to be like, oh shit, like she was, you know, kidnapped mm. and whatnot was supposed to be this big moment, and I got completely taken out of it. Similar to in Black Coat's Daughter, where you're supposed to believe that you know um, Kirka or Ship Kiernan Shipman, whatever the hell her name is, you know, grows up mm. to look like Emma Roberts. No, no right. <laughs> or the other way around. I forget exactly which one it is. Uh, yeah. I think that's it. I think Kieran. I think I think Emma Roberts played an older Kiernan Shipman or whatever the fuck her name is. Um, and so it's the same thing. But so so the if you got an IMDb for this movie because you're like, oh, who's in it? Who made it? Um, you know, written and directed by written by Eddie Augustine or sorry, directed by Eddie Augustine, written uh, in part story by Eddie Augustine and Laura Ashley. Uh, Policina. It says right there in IMDb how Ashley uh, adopted by her parents' killers, which is a big thing uh, in in the movie. You don't, yeah, you don't, you don't know that when you're watching the movie. You're not supposed to know that until until the very end. Um, wow. So that was. Uh, I mean, it's it's uh, you know we we've been watching a lot of kind of independent movies of late, and this one is very similar in that you know there's. Um, 
you know, they don't have a big budget. There's not a lot of practical effects or special effects. So it really is um, kind of relying on the mood and the story. And honestly, I thought it was pretty good up until that point. I was like genuinely kind of interested in finding out like, well, what is the deal uh, with all of these kind of, you know, disconnected stories? Um, but then as soon as they were like, oh, this 30-year-old, uh, <laughs> you know, was whatever, kidnapped. And I was like, that totally uh, yeah. kind of ruined um, it, it for me. Um, so that was, that was disappointing. But, um, you know, not a bad, not a bad movie uh, per se. Uh, you know, the way like, the different stories all kind of come together um was was good it's just that that casting just completely like 100 percent just pulled me right out of it um and that's a shame when that happens because i feel like i feel like if they had been able to um not cast it the way that they did that they would have had more of a chance i guess of keeping me um and i can't imagine i'm gonna be the only person who's like wait a minute like <laughs> she's not ten. <laughs> yeah, that's, un- that's unfortunate they, that they had to deal with make deal with that because yeah, that's definitely and, a. And I mean, it's of- it's it's just like when you watch a show, you know, on Netflix or whatever, and it's like supposed to be, um, you know, they're supposed to be teenagers, and it's like that person's like thirty, and you're like, it's because there's rules. You know, like right. in terms of like how long they can shoot for and when they can shoot and all that stuff, and it's it's got to be even worse. I can't. I mean, for teenagers, I know <clears> it's <throat> that way, but I, I mean, if you're trying to talking about like really young kids, it's it's got to be like a thousand yeah. times worse. Right. Um, so, um, but still, not you know, not the worst thing we've seen of late through this spate of of kind of indie things, but but definitely let down by its by its casting. Um, yeah. That being said, you know, Nicole Henderson, uh, she was good. Um, kind of the, the supporting Daryl Marks played Thomas, her dad. He was, he was kind of creepy without being like super annoying. Um, you know, like there's that fine line when you're playing someone who obviously is like supposed to be like this deranged person and, you know, it, it, uh, they could get annoying quickly. Um, but, um, but you know, so that that that's available anywhere you watch digital movies. Should you want to see what it's like when they try to cast a ten-year-old, uh, or try to have a thirty-year-old play a ten-year-old. Um, okay. So the next one uh, actually has its premiere uh, tonight at the Dances with Films Festival, uh, kind of wherever that is, um, and that is it's called uh, it is. Directed by Mike Cuenca, C-U-E-N-C-A. I might have gotten that wrong. Um, writer, written by Mike Cuenca, uh, Ashley Elfman, and Dan Rohe. And that is like a dirty French novel. Uh, it kind of bills itself as a Pulp Fiction, David Lynch uh, type of thing. Uh, and it is not good enough to be considered in either of, uh, yeah, either as a Pulp Fiction clone or a David Lynch movie. Um, wow. It's uh, okay. I'm gonna let you like. I'm interested to hear you describe the plot because I was fucking lost. It. All right, I'm gonna be 100 percent honest 
and we talked about this at the beginning of the show, joking about the pandemic stuff. Um, this movie is takes place during a pandemic. It's clearly shot during a pandemic. I am not anywhere near able to critically discuss a movie set in or featuring a pandemic uh, because we're still fucking in it. <laughs> right. And it's really bad. <laughs> it's very depressing. It is uh, a mental, it is a supreme struggle every day mentally to not just say, fuck it. <laughs> yeah. uh, so, and I understand, you know, that there's, you know, folks who probably like are like, well, you know, this is uh, my art and this is how I'm processing this and I'm, I'm doing it with my art and fine, that's great, good for you. I just, I don't, I don't want anything to do with it. I don't want to watch it. I don't want to read it. I don't want to experience it in any way because we're still living in it. Right. And that probably is not helping how I view this film. At the same time, this film is a mess. It's just a mess. It is supposed to be it's supposed to be like a pulp fiction where there's like these disparate stories that come together in the end and you're supposed to kind of be wondering what's going on and it's purposefully weird and they film it with the filter to make it look all grainy and whatnot, but it just ends mm. up and it's like these. So on the one hand, you've got this guy who him and his, his girlfriend are on the outs, but because of the pandemic, they're stuck together uh, in an apartment and he's getting a call from someone who speaks to him and, Spanish and he speaks perfect Spanish and it just made me go, oh yeah, I remember trying to learn Spanish. I don't remember what month of the pandemic that was, but that didn't work out. Uh, <laughs> god, I thought it was French. That's how fucking stupid I am. No, no, it was Spanish. Oh my god. Yeah. No, Ooh. the book was French. Like one of them, they all kind of are reading the same French book. Um, yeah. I swear then, to god I thought they were supposed to be speaking French. No, no, no. So then, you know, he's god. talking to her and then... <laughs> Then, then there's a story of a guy who's who's he's his twin brother was like a bank robber or something, but he gets mistaken for him. And and then there's there's this this woman who struck up a friendship with this guy with a bicycle, and he ends up dead. And there's missing money, and there's it opens with three robbers standing in quicksand. And it's not quicksand oh, while people with masks oh, watch on. God. And it's just, it's supposed to be, I don't know what it's supposed to be. There's a, the fucking, the most money spent was to animate like 60s Batman pal and whams and shit when this fucking weird clown wrestler guy was oh, beating right. shit out of, out of all the guys in the mask. And I was just like, I kept I was I was watching it on my television. It was on a 78 65 inch screen in, like directly in front of me and I was like, did I pick up my phone? Like what? Yeah. I kept thinking like wait, how did we get here? Like I was so lost and and the difference and I, I get what they were going for. I get it and like you said pandemic, like you said all, you know, zero budget this fine. Uh IMDb says it was filmed in 6 days, maybe take another week. I I don't know but where it where it ultimately shows how it fails to me is that in pulp fiction 
you watch Pulp Fiction and the movie shows you how everything ties together. Yes. In this movie, it, it's so disjointed. It makes so little sense. A character literally sits at a table and tells another character how all of it ties together. Yes. And, and I still was lost. Yes. Like, I still didn't get it. Yes. At, and, the, at and, the end, he explains it all, and you're like, like Clarissa. Clarissa explained it all. Were, I understood yes. that more. And just like the one woman who, with the short blonde hair, who was just like, oh, biting God. magazine pictures of a cosplayer. <laughs> what the fuck is going on? I don't know. That shit made me angry. I, I hated it so much. I was just like, please, just can we fucking kill her? Something. Like, what is this? Yeah. It just felt. I don't know, like, I don't, we don't watch a lot of experimental movies. Maybe it's an experimental movie. I don't have any concept of what those are supposed to be like or whatever. It's not our thing. This is not, this is, it, it, it it came to us. We watched it. I'm not, I don't, I don't know what it's supposed to be, to be perfectly honest. Um, the, The tagline is between the absurd and the vulgar, and that's not, I don't. I. It should be between the incomprehensible and the whatever. Like, I don't. Know what the what's the what's the same it word for incomprehensible, but just having to do with how much you care about it, right? Like, like is there a, is there a, is there an incomprehensible for apathy? Because that's what it is. It's it's yeah. between a There's thing a I don't care about and a thing I don't understand. <laughs> Basically, where we are. Yeah. But that's fine. I mean, I've said it before, and I'll say it again. God, and I'll that keep sounds like it. work. That's exactly like that's what this felt like too. I mean, movies are hard. Anybody who manages to get a movie together in 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 normal circumstances, uh, all all power to you. Uh, much less in a, in a pandemic, you know. I'm not gonna, you know, but but just I don't know, man. It just it just I, I don't know what it was supposed to be. Yeah. Um. But that uh, that 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 premieres tonight, so I don't know where it's going to be released. I guess look for it wherever you look for movies that ultimately confuse and infuriate you. Um, okay, so last movie uh, is interesting because um, before the show we were talking about it, and I'd said, ah, you know, do we have a movie we could talk about that we actually liked? And you were like, oh, I like that one, and I did not. So uh, this will be fun to talk about because we always have a good time when we talk about movies that we don't agree on. And that is the latest Neil, I don't Neil Blomkamp's Blomkamp uh, joint, and that is Demonic, um, which uh, tells the story of a uh, young woman. So it's written by Neil, directed by Neil. uh, Tells Carly Pope plays Carly. Uh, pulling a, a Ted Danza there, um, mm. Angela, um, <laughs> where she uh, she's a young woman. Uh, she you know has these nightmares of of uh, her mom, uh, who she has a strained relationship with, and we <coughs> find out why down the line. Um, who gets a text uh, from this guy Martin that she used to have a relationship. We're not exactly sure what the shape of that relationship was, but gets a text from him. And uh, she kind of put everything with her mom and him behind her. Um, she goes to see him, and he's like, oh, uh, this place, they, they, they contacted me. There's like a medical study going on, and your mom is there. 
Uh, and she's like, well, that's weird because my mom's in jail. And she's like, what's going on with my mom? And he's like, she's like in a coma. She's got like brain damage. We don't really know what's going on. But they're probably, I'm telling you this because they're probably going to get in touch with you because they, you're her daughter. And sure enough, they do. And they're like, hey, you know, your mom is in this, uh, we can, she's got no brain activity. We can't talk to her, but we, we can, we can hook you up with this sweet Oculus Rift VR thing. You're going to go into the simulation. You can talk to your mom and we, and we just want you to ask her some questions for us. <clears throat> and she's like, all right, cool. So she goes in the simulation and she's basically like, I fucking hate you. You suck. You ruined my life. Peace out. <laughs> and the people who run the simulation are like, yeah, that's great and all, but we actually want you to go back in there because we want you to know how's she doing, how does she feel, and she's like, what the fuck? And then weird shit starts happening. She starts getting you know nightmares and whatnot, and Martin is like, hey, turns out uh, there's your mom's probably possessed. Because her mom had been, like, a nurse, and then she went to this old folks' home and, like, burned it to the fucking ground with everybody inside of it. And he's like, yeah, there's, like, a spirit there, and we think she, I think she's possessed. And now, like, the Catholic Church, they have, like, SWAT teams and cyber warriors, and that's probably why they have her hooked up to the simulation, because they're probably trying to fight the devil in VR. And, and she's like, all right, cool, and then shit kind of goes from there. Um, to me... It sounded it was like as it was kind of like unfolding. It seemed like a pretty cool premise, but I just was like bored through most of it. Mm. But but you you had a good time with it. Yeah, yeah, I really like it. Um, I'm a big fan of his though. Uh, I I I obviously love District Nine. I like Elysium a lot mm. more than I think critics like Elysium. I have not seen yeah. Chappie because everything I've heard about it and seen of it looked like garbage, and I saw mm. it before when it was called Short Circuit, <laughs> so I never watched it. Maybe it was better then I'm giving it credit for but it didn't seem like it was. Uh, oh, I like Jeb. But I like, I loved Elysium. I fucking Matt yeah, Damon. Matt Damon gets all balded up and cybers out to fight poverty. Like, fucking let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I was really excited for Demonic of when he announced it, which is, he kind of, <clears throat> so I think he has a very unique eye in uh, in particular, like his directing style, that something about it just appeals to me. It's pretty visceral and like yeah. kind of boots on the ground kind of thing. Uh, when he does like like District Nine, right? You were right down there. Oh yeah, 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 no doubt. That. And then you know his little short things he did for Halo. <clears throat> yeah, you know, it wasn't it wasn't Master Chief. Like you were in the UNSC, yep. fucking you know riding dirty in a warthog and shit and right, shit right. blowing up all around stuff. So. Uh, just his directing style appeals to me. Um, and then anything he does, like he's super into technology. Yes. Um, and so the, the, um, the VR thing, uh, was this new brand new studio that's created this sort of, they're creating this new VR that's supposed to be more immersive and stuff like that. And, uh, and the way it's shown in the movie is exactly how it works. And so but see, he's that, like, you know, that looked to me like that movie they did where they rotoscoped Keanu Reeves and everybody and Winona Ryder, or what the fuck was that called? Um, oh, shit. Uh, you know what I'm, do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I'm trying to remember it. <laughs> I can't remember the name of it. I didn't like it. Yeah, me neither. 
I don't know of anybody that did, but that's kind of like I didn't know that was like a real thing. So mm. that's a real VR thing. I don't know. I, I heard a I heard an interview with him uh, on Mick Garris's podcast where he was talking about it, and he was saying this is some new new studio that's working with this kind of new technology, and this and that's why. And they were like, they would get what they got from the shots, and he was like, <clears throat> even if there were like imperfections, he was like, no, leave it in because that's what the the technology does. That's how it looks, and you know, oh, like the little glitches be, and stuff in their yeah, face and whatnot. Yeah, a yeah, scanner yeah. darkly. Ah, yeah, that movie sucked. <laughs> right, but that's kind of what it reminded me of, where they like yeah. roto, you know, when they rotoscoped everybody. Anyway, right. go ahead. Um, well, no, it was just that I just I, I I you know he was saying that he wanted to leave in imperfections and stuff like that because uh-huh. in the movie it's supposed to be this new experimental, yeah, you know, imaging software and stuff, and so technically the studio that he worked with on this is working on some new kind of software or something. Mm -hmm. Um, But he also like, and I always talk about Oat Studios and nobody else ever talks about Oat Studios. And I tell people to watch it and people never watch any of the shit. I fucking loved all those short films they were putting out. Mm -hmm. And, and this to me, and I think that's probably to the film's detriment. Like I know he had a fallen out with like uh, Hollywood and, you know, like, studios and shit like that like and he just wants to do his own thing now um so i was kind of surprised when he when he said he was making a feature you know during the pandemic and stuff um but in those those short films are so tight and they're so good and they get they're like you know maybe 20 or 30 minutes at the longest but they get from from point a to point b and it's so tight and so well done Mm -hmm. and i think that's probably the only thing I would say about demonic that, that I sort of, I think was to its detriment was that it was a feature because I think this would have been great. I think, yes, if it had been as a 30 minute, as a 30 minute, short. absolutely. I agree with you a hundred percent. Um, I, because I, it has every, you know, all of his stylings are there. I mean, you, you know, you kind of talked about the, the guys not being doctors and ended up being, you know, uh, but like SWAT priests, SWAT priest, yeah, like, which is a great is concept. The idea in. that, like, that's, that's you know, all, like, the, that's the, like that the, the that Roman Catholic nice Church had like these like fucking boots on the ground, you know, like Delta Force yes. for exorcisms and whatnot. Like, that's an amazing idea. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, and that's like everything. The things that do work in this are like if you like Neil Blomkamp stuff, they're they're like directly in line with that, obviously, because he wrote it. But still, like he still has that Neil Blomkamp, Blomkamp thing is in this. It's just that it's not a whole lot of story and it's an hour and forty five minute movie. Exactly. Yes. But I liked yes. the the demon. We didn't get to see a lot of it, but I thought it was no. cool. And that's the other thing he does. He he does very original like takes. On yeah, like his creature creatures design and stuff is really cool. Yeah, yeah. And I thought the demon looked really cool. I wish. Yeah, I mean the de- the demon looking like you know like like the plague doctors, you yeah. know from from you know the the Renaissance with the bird faces, and then also talking about how much he likes to burn people, which you know is, yeah. is explains oh, why <laughs> you know she set the the nursing home on fire or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that stuff was cool, but yeah, like we barely, we barely see it. It's like, you know, they kind of talk about how, oh, well it, it, it'll, you know, it'll end up, um, 
you know, uh, possessing one of the, the SWAT priests. And it, and it does. And so it's like, all right, well, but yeah. then we're watching it. Yeah, that in, was that was kind of weird. In it's his like, body. And it's like... it's It was trapped in their program, and they, I guess, wanted it to get out so they could get rid of it. Right. And that was a bad idea. But that's a bad idea. <laughs> like, yeah, that was, that was a super bad idea. If it's trapped in her mom and her mom is dying, just pull the plug, bro. Like, yeah, what? right, exactly. Like, <laughs> like you, it seems to me like it reminds me... Hannibal Burris has this bit about seeing... Um, Jimmy Carter on the plane and how Jimmy Carter like shook everybody's hand and and he's and he had secret service detail and he's like what why do you have secret service detail Jimmy Carter you're like 90 years old he's like who's trying to kill Jimmy Carter and then he's like all right this is a get together for a meeting where I plan to assassinate Jimmy Carter and he's like why don't we just let time kill Jimmy Carter said his level-headed co-conspirator like that's like like why wouldn't we just let whatever is killing her mom just kill her mom if that's if that right. if the demons in her mom and the the mom dies and the demon goes wherever the hell it goes that just seems like the better course of action just you've got a solution baked in just fucking roll with it yeah yeah but i guess if you're a you know swat priest if you're a swat you want any you want any excuse to get all your guns and shit out and they get murdered so right like that's that's the thing that always like you know it kind of reminds me of like you know when whenever there's like a uh like a movie with zombies and the people in the movies don't have a concept of zombies and I'm, but yet they talk about like star Wars or whatever. Like they make a pop culture reference to something else. And I'm like, how is it that this dimension does not have the concept of a zombie, but yet, you know, about avatar or whatever dumb shit you're doing. Right. Like, like it's the same thing in these, in these movies. It's like, you're you are the you might as well put a red shirt on. You are the red shirt of priests right now because you are going to end up with your neck, your head twisted, fucking two hundred and seventy <laughs> degrees, tongue lolling out of your lolling. How the hell you say it out of your uh-huh. mouth? Like this demon's going to have you for breakfast, and he's going to make a snarky comment when he does it. He's going to make you yeah. feel bad about your mom before it happens. Like just right. like like <laughs> it's not like have you not seen any of these movies? Like don't don't feel like you're getting a leg up like oh no man i got this fucking ar-15 and this body armor like it's cool i got a truck look at this truck it's amazing you're like nah son like that's not like do you see this six-year-old girl she's gonna win it all of it maybe yeah. who knows at the end her right. eyes will turn red and we'll be like oh no and she might just yeah. have pink eyes she might be possessed. <laughs> oh, no. we don't know but yeah. the point is you and your fucking super truck is not you're not doing anything you and your F one fifty SWAT priest edition is not <laughs> is not gonna fight. You're not taking out Beelzebub. This is not how it's happening uh, right now. Yeah. So just go. The best thing for you right now is to see if Kinkos is hiring. It's the only way you survive. Because <laughs> yeah. that's the other thing is in these like demonic possession movies, the demons are never like I got a plan for world domination. I'm gonna get elected to Congress. I'm gonna tell people they shouldn't get vaccinated. I'm gonna fuck everything up. It's gonna be amazing. You know, I'm going to wear a fucking face mask that says Trump won. It's going to be great. Watch how much fucking trouble. They're just like, no, I'm going to possess this lady and crab walk across the room and freak people out. That's that's fucking... That's that's minor leagues. Yeah. That's yeah. minor leagues. You'll get one 
maybe two souls by the end of your run. Maybe you'll get 50 of them. Oh, I made yeah. this guy kill his family. Tee hee hee. Meanwhile, we got people in Congress right now that are just like, you know what? Let's just let a whole bunch of people die and I can get votes. That's cool. That makes more sense. <laughs> like these, these demons are not thinking. They need PR is what they need. They big need big picture stuff. Man. They're not Gotta thinking think big, big picture. picture. This is we're talking. We need like <laughs> we need like the fucking the dead zone, right? When when yeah. Charlie Sheen was like the <sighs> evilest motherfucker, and 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 uh, Christopher Walken touched his hand and was like, oh shit, this is shit. Yep. This motherfucker's <laughs> about to get real, right? And that's why he yep. fucking assassin. Spoiler alert. That's why he assassinated him, right? Like that's the type of shit. These guys are fucking plinking around with some nickel and dime shit. Right, fuck out of here. Right. This people, this people like Jeffrey Dahmer was not possessed by a demon. He's doing way more damage than you are. Guy burned down a fucking old folks' home. The fuck out of here. <laughs> what is, you got what twenty or forty something people? Twenty twenty four people or something? It says. Yeah, and they were all gonna die soon anyway. You That's probably could have just it hung around there home. and got them it's, to sign some contracts <laughs> just so their grandkids would come visit. I mean. <laughs> You know how many souls you could get if you show up on Free Pudding Wednesday and you're like, two cups. I give you one butterscotch, one chocolate. They'd sign their soul away over in a minute. I'd do it right now. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. So anyway, that's demonic. <laughs> and and here's the thing. I agree with you because there's a lot about I do think I do think this idea of... Um, you know, this idea of like a demon inhabiting a, a digital space, you know, and, and kind of like manifesting its way through technology and then using those same tools to maybe make it vulnerable. I think that's a really cool concept. That seems like a really awesome episode of like Blood and Robots or whatever the fuck it's called or on yeah, Netflix or, or, um, or Black Mirror. Black Mirror, right. But like as an hour, 45 minute thing, it just, there's just yeah. not enough meat on those bones. Right. Um, yeah. And, 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 you know, the movie even abandons that pretty quickly and then comes back to it at the end. And if you cut out all of that middle shit, I think, like I said, a, a 30 minute short or so. And I also I didn't understand like how the like the demon was like kind of making Carly hallucinate, but then also it also seemed like it was kind of affecting her friends in real mm-hmm. life, and I wasn't sure like how that was happening because they yeah, I wasn't there. It, it seemed like it kind of played fast and loose with its own rules, yeah. uh, which is fine. I mean they're demons; they're not they're not meant to. They don't you know they should play not play by the rules, but. There's rules that they play by, and there's rules that your movie is establishing for what they can do, and it's mm-hmm. not okay for them to not play by those rules because right. those are the filmmakers' rules. If that makes right. sense. Um, but anyway, uh, it's like it's it's disheartening for me because like I really love District Nine, and I have not seen anything from him since that that I've liked as much, and I don't know mm. if not to say that that was a fluke. But but I mean it's the same thing with with M Night Shyamalan right like I love the Sixth Sense and I love fucking you know uh, Unbreakable but I can't mm-hmm. say that I've seen anything like that like those two films from him I, I still would no like to not watch. that I've liked on that level there's things no. I like yeah exactly like that one with the kids and their grandparents so that was a, yeah. that was a, that was a fun little thriller even if it was kind of like easy to figure out like what the deal with with it was um, right. 
but like and I haven't seen old or whatever it's called because yeah I haven't seen that I was like yeah there's movies I'll risk my life for old is not one of them (laughs) right exactly (laughs) um but um you know it's like you you just you don't know if like sometimes these these folks like they just hit it so big right out of the gate with something that just resonates so much with you that it's just difficult then after to kind of match that because yeah you know it's oh, that would be my greatest fear, right? If I actually came up oh with my some God, right? original idea and it, and it hit, and they're like, "What's next?" and I'm like, "I don't fucking know." <laughs> right? Like, like, <laughs> like I, I mean, as as I, um, I love Snoop Dogg, but I still, I mean, Doggy Style was his best record. Yeah. Yep. And, exactly. And <laughs> and it's because it's so fucking good. Yep, it's so exactly. good. It's so good now. It was so good then. And he was, what, 19, 20? Yeah. Right? Where do you go from there? Well, for him, you don't. You managed to make an amazing career, and you put out good music. But do you put out music that good? Not, not in my mind. I don't, mind. Ma- I don't know. <laughs> I can't say for him. I mean, everything's worked out. He seems to be doing really well. But, like, mm-hmm. that record was amazing how do you follow that up how do you follow up one of the greatest hip-hop records ever <laughs> i mean just like not like like i mean the, so there's a lot of bands where like their first record you were like holy shit and they're just chasing it afterwards yep. that would be terrifying yep. for me that that's me <laughs> i mean i don't do anything you know exactly like, me neither i don't know <laughs> but um but yeah so it's like you know for me district nine was so fucking good uh and and i you know i just haven't he just hasn't made anything that i like as much uh and it's Mm. nothing against him it's just you know i just it i haven't it hasn't been something that resonates with me but yeah well i would um, say anybody and anybody listening and i keep talking this is my last time talking about it It won't be that was a joke but anyway um, (laughs) but if you like District 9 and you like his stuff, check out Oat Studios. It's on YouTube. Um, there's three shorts in particular. The first three I thought were phenomenal. Uh, there was Raka, uh, Firebase, and my favorite was Zygote. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're fucking phenomenal. Yeah. Yep. All right. So that's it for movies. Uh, there's plenty of stuff. I, I will say I, I watched this movie – last week um it's called the girl who got away i i recommend mm. it um it's not a horror movie i mean it's got some scary shit and it it's Man, more that, of that runtime turned me off of that one. it's actually i enjoyed it quite a bit uh okay. i enjoyed it quite a bit it it does it does play it, it it is trying to make you uh you know kind of switch things up and go oh it's this no it's this no it's this that type of thing mm-hmm. uh mm-hmm. i actually enjoyed it quite a bit uh, I think it's 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 uh, it's it's about a, a a young girl who was kidnapped by this serial killer. She was you know the only one who who got away from her, uh, and then years later the 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 killer she breaks out of jail uh, mm-hmm. and kind of start and comes after the the girl the only girl who got away from her. Um, but yeah, definitely watch it so that we can talk about it okay. because I I liked yeah. it quite a bit. Um, right. it's not the greatest thing in the world. Like it's not going to be it, like, I don't even think it's like, you know, the empty man or whatever, where you're like, Holy shit, this thing's mm. amazing. Like, but it was, I know the, the, it is a longer movie, but it, I, I, it held my interest and I was, I was glad I watched it when all was said and done. So, 
I'll check it out. Okay, so you recently finished Ghost of Tsushima. Uh, I did. And the uh, new expansion for Iki Island, the, it, as part of the director's cut, and it's super convoluted release <laughs> strategy. <laughs> so if you have a PS4, you can upgrade to the director's cut for this much, but then you can go to the PS5 version for this much, but then if you have the PS5, it's this much, and then blah, 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 blah. Uh, mm-hmm. Smart delivery is the... Amazing. Amazing. <laughs> you don't realize how amazing it is until uh, you have it. And then you... Yeah. You, and then you, or you try to upgrade on a PS5 and anyway. You just, yeah, and you literally are like, wait, I'm just playing a game? How do I know it's the right one? Well, Microsoft <laughs> says it is. All right, that's good enough for me. Because, I mean, the reality is, you know, the PS5 director's caught... Uh, Ghost of Tsushima was the best... Ghost of Tsushima is to the PS4 what The Last of Us was to the PS3. Uh, it is a game that came out at the tail end of that console life cycle and showed that when things are on, it's fucking on. Uh, Ghost of Tsushima is a game where the fucking load times were so short, it was fucking up their tutorial messages. <laughs> they had to figure out, like, well, what do we do? You know, how do we show the the, the, the player's information? Uh, normally, oh, let's do it in a loading screen. And then they're like, oh, it's done. Or wait, what? No, he barely, <laughs> we didn't tell him anything. He doesn't know what to do with his sword. Ah, too late. Sorry. Okay, it's like, oh, it all right. So I'll just, I can just, but it'll like load up when I ride from one end of the island to the other, right? No. No, it's not going to do that. You're just going to, yeah, you just go wherever you want. You and your horse, it's foxes, you're going to love it. It's great. <laughs> Um, so the PS5 version looks great, but the PS4 version on a PS4 Pro looked fucking great. So it's like, it's yeah. whatever. I guess it looks better, maybe. I don't know. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I, I played the original on a PS5, so. Yeah. Um, so anyway, uh, Iki Island, it's a new expansion. It's an interesting expansion because it is the, uh, it's an island where Jin's father died. Um, so, you know, not too much of a spoiler, hopefully, that um, uh, at the beginning of the movie, Jin is kind of racked with guilt because he had a chance to save his dad, and he didn't, even though he probably would have just gotten murdered um, in the process. And so uh, we get to go back to the place. There was like a uprising, and his father uh, kind of uh, did what he did, which is ride there and guess murder everyone that seems to be how they dealt with uprisings back then um mm-hmm. and it's it's not there's nothing i don't know if groundbreaking is the right word but there's nothing groundbreaking it's it's uh there's some new activities there's these like deer shrines and monkey shrines and cat shrines where you can go and you oh, can play your know. you can play your flute for a monkey and then you can pet the monkey which for me is what is <laughs> the price of admission uh to be able to do that you're telling me that I have a video game where I can play my flute for a monkey? I would probably pay $60. <laughs> no. I would I'm probably sorry. pay $60 for Monkey Flute Simulator where I just... 50. I just 50 went... 50 plus hours of fucking Fox Shrines and this shrine I and love that it. shrine. And okay, so here's done, the thing. Man. So here's the thing. So I booted up... the. I booted up... Oh my god, I'm so old. No one knows what that means. <laughs> I, I, I loaded up. Uh, the director's cut, and I had forgotten that 
I played through uh, the Ghost of Tsushima twice and I, to get the, the New Game Plus trophy, mm-hmm. but I left a lot of question marks on the map. And I cannot tell you the level of tenseness in my shoulders and jaw <laughs> that appeared when I opened up the map and saw not just question marks, just littered the entire map littered with question marks but also all of the mythic tales i did not do because i already had the gear Mm -hmm. from the first playthrough it was a visceral feeling of (laughs) oh my god i i have to thank god in the expansion when you go to iki island you only see the map for Iki Island because if as I was playing this I saw the map for everything including all of the things I didn't do I would ha- I would have to do them I would have to do them there would be there would be no choice um so for the new shrines it's like there's new thing like there's the same things from before actually that's not true there are not all the same things from before now that I think of it the only things that carry over are um the bamboo uh oh god things and um the dance dance samurai whatever where you hit the buttons yeah uh, at the right time and um the haiku stuff oh jesus that's <laughs> just making poems there's no skill involved you just i hated poems. it <laughs> <laughs> i remember reading this long article on like katago or something about how basically the the haikus and Ghost of Tsushima were terrible, and I'm like, yeah, you think? Probably. Like, I mean, no shit, <laughs> no shit right? <laughs> but um, so the new activities, yeah, like I said, there's the deer shrine, there's the cat shrine, there's the uh, the monkey shrine, and there's charms associated with all of them. So as you do more shrines, your charms get better. And then there's archery contests. Um, there's a, a Bakken tournament. There's so there's a bunch of extra stuff, but it's still you know you go to a question mark. There's some Mongols there. You murder them, whatever. You do your sneaking. You do your stabbing. You do. There's some new armor sets. And I hadn't played it since March. And uh, I got to tell you, if you take five months off from samuraiing, your skills go in the shitter. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, it took me so long. I was thought I was switching stances. I was switching ghost weapons and getting stabbed in the face. I was getting mm-hmm. the wrong stance for the wrong guys. I was trying to use one thing and jumping and getting stabbed in the, the balls at that point because I'm in the air. And <laughs> it was such a mess at first. And I actually thought, like, wait, this is on easy? I don't I can play this on medium. It was just a massacre. It was a massacre. It wasn't even like a Mongol, like a soldier. It was like a, like a, like a 10-year-old with like a butter knife who just like stabbed me repeatedly played by a 19 year old yeah exactly it was, it was awful <laughs> so and now i'm getting back kind of in into the rhythm of it uh and but you know the problem is you know this game has like a really um, like cool array of skills between the different stances with they all have their own power moves then you've got your bow which has different types of ammo two different bows with different types of ammo then you've got your ghost weapons so you can throw sticky bombs you can throw smoke bombs and assassinate people kunai or set your blade on fire now what do i do i stand there 
and I wait for them to try to hit me, and then so that I can dodge them and murder them. But all of my standing around has paid off because there's an armor set that you get, and when you upgrade it, you get a giant monkey on your helmet, and it's amazing. Uh, and it it increases the window of time in which you can do parries, perfect parries and perfect dodges. Mm. So it basically says you don't get to do parries anymore. You can only do perfect parries, but we're going to open up the window. And then when you do it and you hit this button, it blinds everybody. So I know it is feeding into my absolute worst impulses to just stand (laughs) there as guys try to kill me and hope I dodge correctly. And maybe 35% of the time I dodge correctly. <laughs> the other time, they're like, you're, you're low on health. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I see that because I have no, I'm none of it. It's not, it's not, I'm not low on health. It's, I'm going to die. <laughs> that, is a more, that is a more appropriate description of what's going on here. That'd be like saying if somebody was shot in their last moments like shot in the heart and there's like the light was fading their eyes you were like you're low on health (laughs) yeah thanks (laughs) and it's it's all my own fault they give this cat they give you everything you've got you can i've seen watch youtube videos of people doing absolutely amazing things with this stuff and there i am i'm just standing there like come at me bro like (laughs) it's the fucking worst but yeah but it's like I have that, and then I have the like. There's lots of expansions that just recently dropped, and I forgot about most of them. But the big thing that was exciting this week is we finally got to see what we can expect uh, in the Witch Queen uh, in February, February 22nd, 2022. Which, by the way, is four days after uh Horizon Forbidden West comes out and right before the fucking New Saints Row game comes out. Uh, I don't know why February all of a sudden became the place to dump all the games, but it seems to be what they're doing. Um, But it was exciting to watch all the stuff that's coming in Witch Queen and the 30th anniversary stuff. I'm, I'm really interested to see where they're going with things, although I was also somewhat saddened when they said that 2024 with the final shape is where they're going to finally like, wrap it up. Like, what does that mean? Does that mean, like, no more Destiny 2 after that? No, I, as far as I know, like, they're just saying it wraps up the light versus dark thing, and then the next chapter begins or whatever. I mean, See, and I wasn't—I don't know if I got that—that that it said the next chapter. Is it that they talked that? about it? Yeah, they talked about it before that the light and the dark thing is just the first chapter of Destiny Two or whatever. Oh, okay, so it's not. So we could still be playing Destiny Two, seemingly for hopefully forever. <laughs> yeah, okay. that, that seems to be their plan. I mean, I know they're working on a new IP. And not a Destiny three, so I think however long Destiny two exists, that's all the Destiny we're gonna get. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, and then Season of the Lost started, which is like the t- the kind of the thing that feeds into uh, the Witch Queen. We talked about so we were playing on Wednesday that you know they, you know Savathun's there. You can chat with her. She's in a statue. So you're kind of like, well, where is this going? Like the Witch Queen, the, the trailer and everything kind of showed that she seems to be 
the main adversary in mm. that expansion, but yet here we are kind of working with her, which is weird because we if we kind of know where it's going, why are we spending right. time now doing that? Um, and I go, I, maybe she's not yeah. the adversary. Maybe she's a focal point. But it's not like Taken King, where it was like, yeah, it was like Oryx is the big bad. You're gonna, he's he yeah. he's he features heavily because you fight him, and then you think you've killed him. Spoiler alert: you did not. Now you got to do a raid to actually mm -hmm. take him down. Um, I I'm not sure that's what this is gonna end up being. Um, and then he still wasn't dead. Yeah, he's, right. Uh, exactly. He was in a gun. <laughs> he was in a gun. Yeah, go figure. Um. So it'll be interesting to see where that goes. But, um, you know, so far I can say, you know, the changes they've made to the game. I can't speak to all the different balances because I don't, uh, I don't think I am uh, skilled enough of a player to really notice a difference. But the mm -hmm. infinite primary ammo is great. Yeah. And it's such a simple thing that... Uh, you wouldn't think makes a difference, but it totally makes a difference, and only for the better. Um, yeah, I agree. There is there really. Was, it's, it's not even just tied either to your primary slot. You think about it; it's any gun that uses you know non-energy, right, or, or heavy ammo, right. So you could have unlimited ammo in your primary and your energy slot, right. And 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 it's such a small thing, but it also makes sense because you're going on a tear. The last thing, because I mean, here's the thing. You might think, well, that's kind of like cheating, but it's not because if you run out of primary ammo, you could just go and stand around for, I don't know what the time limit was, right? X, X amount of time. Get and, your magic bullets back, and, and they just come back. Yeah. So I mean, like, why, 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 why impede the flow of the game? Now, the flip side of that is some of these new activities—they throw a fuck ton of enemies at oh you. My so God, they're like, yes. oh, okay, yeah, you got a lot of bullets. But, uh, you know, here you go. Here's some things to throw those bullets at. But, um, right. you know, it's such a small change, but it it works really, really well. Um, and it's, it's, it's one of those things where you're like, I wonder why they had not thought of this um, right. prior. Right. Um, and then, uh, you know, one of the things that I'm waiting for, because I just, I, I, I never did all the stuff in Beyond Light the aspects of control and all that stuff where uh, you gotta shoot these things and then you get this stuff and it unlocks all the different aspects to kind of tweak oh, yeah. the stasis stuff <clears throat> and they said I think I thought they said it was this season they were gonna remove all that shit and you could just like do it but I think it's actually Witch Queen I um, think so too because Cause I'm know, still doing it. I just finished one yesterday. <laughs> so once I read that, I was like, you know what? I'll just wait. Because I mean, yeah. to find everything and then do this, do that, do the other. I'm like, I just don't have the patience for it. Mm -hmm. um, especially because there's like seasonal activities in this uh, this season and and, a, and an exotic quest where you've got to go hunting for for different things. So mm -hmm. I only have so much patience for. Uh, going hunting for things um but 
you know, they talk about how they're going to start re-adding that aspect system where you can kind of tweak your subclasses to all the different subclasses and Void being the first yeah. one, which is great because that's primarily what I run. So it'll be, it'll be interesting to see, like, kind of how those things roll out and what that ends up being and how well you can kind of tweak things um, to be more to your liking. But, um, you know, I think the thing I have the most questions about right now is this this current season is going to be essentially like six months long um, because it started last tuesday which was like you know july or sorry august uh 22nd or whatever and it goes until uh february 22nd so that's that's six months you know seasons normally don't last that long so are we going to get more seasonal um challenges or is it only 10 weeks um is there going to be and i know we've got you know all the various kind of holiday they said they're not doing crimson days anymore because right. it just was not working out but like you know all of the i don't want to run around and do cookies anymore uh <laughs> yeah that's coming you know the dawning is going to happen yeah um, festival's still going to happen they're adding the 30th anniversary event thing right uh but i don't know that's december like by january all that shit's over and then then you know, I don't know. Two months. For two months. Yeah. yeah. What we, what, they've not announced anything yet. So. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see, and I and I, you know, I certainly sympathize with the, the pandemic kind of throwing everything off. Like Witch Queen was supposed to come out this year, so it's like I get it. Um, you know, so it'll be. I mean, on the one hand, it kind of like I still fall back into that. Oh, the season started. All right, every week I got to do this. I got to do that. I got to get this shit going, and it's like, eh, right. maybe you don't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, maybe, maybe you're okay, uh, not rushing to do like a million things kind of uh, all at once. Right. Um, but um, so that that's kind of what I mean. Where I'm kind of interested in seeing how things go. And we'll know in a, in a week or or two because that's when the roadmap will come out, and we'll kind of get right. to see like what uh, what the plan is. Um, but uh, I I don't, and this is new for me because this is the first this is the first time I've ended a season where in the previous season I had gone past level one hundred mm. and and had some time to play like. It's kind of nice to start at the one hand when you start a season and 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 your drops are at the same level or somewhat lower than what you currently have. On the one hand, it's a little disappointing, but on the other hand, it's not because you're like I've got a set of weapons that I'm really attached to and enjoy using. So it's kind of nice to yeah. know as I'm starting this new stuff and kind of building stuff up, I can still continue to use them and it's mm-hmm. more of a gradual shift into using new stuff that I get because, you know, the drops warrant it as opposed to how I usually do things where I'm playing catch up and I just end up putting on and using any old blue that drops <laughs> higher than right. what I have, even if it's right. like some shitty hand cannon or I look like a fucking space hobo because of this odd <laughs> dumb mismatch mishmash of of gear it's kind of nice to have built up almost like a bit of a cushion where you can keep using the stuff you like and then it, it takes a little bit not a long time but a few activities or whatnot or a week or so and then yeah. you start getting the better drops to where um you can start using stuff but they're they're better drops of gear that's actually useful it's not better just right. because the number is higher right. um 
but you know you and Sean who typically finish the season and kind of the, I'm, the, this is probably nothing new for you um, yeah uh, yeah I mean it's it's uh, I, I finished last season much higher than any season that I finished before I usually get to 100 maybe 102 or something uh-huh. that's the most I've ever done so and I think, and, and we talked about it before, like at the end of, towards the end of the season, where like every week we were doing, you know, legendary nightfalls and getting over 100,000, mm-hmm. like to be able to like do that kind of content was super fun. So on the one yep. hand, like, I don't know if I want them, like, I'm fine with them going back to shorter seasons if the opportunity for uh, advancement is still there to where well, you're yeah, not, the, the- you're not like getting to 100, right? with like three days left in the season unless you're just spending all of your time grinding shit right like right um, yeah well that's the thing and the biggest thing they did for me and i thank god is to only to only raise the the power level 10 levels instead of fucking 50 yeah or whatever it was right because they they introduced these new exotics so now the exotics are always tied to these legend law sectors and stuff and if it takes me until a week left in the season to get to where I can even fucking attempt one of those. Right. Then then I have to hope it comes around in the rotation for the piece of armor that I want, and it's a lost sector that's doable for a player of my skill level, then, right. you know, at least now I've got most of the season to at least try. Right. You know, whereas before I would have a week or two. Right. Right. And I think that's what, what you hope is what they're learning is that, you know, ultimately, uh, you know, the is that there's nothing like, obviously you don't want people to like jump in at the beginning of the season and just have everything right. Like you, you want them to Mm -hmm. feel and not just for, for them making content, but for the people to feel like, okay, I spent $10 on this thing. I want, I want to know that like, I'm going to have something to do every week. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, And in some ways you have to kind of protect people against themselves especially with this fucking community because they'll burn through everything in like three days and then be bitching how there isn't enough stuff and then and this is unfortunately you know we're also somewhat at the whim of people who make their money making youtube videos and you know you you don't want those people complaining so you've got to you know bungie has to strike a balance and i don't who they're catering to at certain times is I don't feel always the right thing, but I get it from a business mm. perspective. Right. Um, but you also, there's nothing wrong with giving people more of an opportunity, giving your ca- your casual players your, what I would consider the vast majority of your base, you know, folks that don't like spend every moment of the day playing this game. Uh, giving them the opportunity to do this more fun, challenging, higher-level stuff later in the season because they've had plenty of opportunities leading up to that point to get their characters to a point where they can do it. And it's not, mm-hmm. they don't feel rushed, or like to your point, they don't feel like I put all this work in and now it's like I got three days or five days where I got to try to bang out this high level shit to get something. Like, there's nothing wrong with that. And I, I kind of hope that with the, ex- the, the, the expansion of these seasons, knowing full well that's not the intent of it that they realize that there's actually they're they're providing a better experience for most of their players Mm -hmm. in doing that 100 percent um because this is this last season 
uh, seasonal loss is the most fun I've had in this season. Because when mm-hmm. I did, the last season I got to 100% was the one um, where, they, with the Vex activity uh, and all the, like, the guns with all the leaves and shit on them. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I just felt like I was fucking working, like doing bounties and all that shit. But yeah. I was like, well, I want to try to get to 100 This last season was so much fun. It was so it was like it was challenging there was like fun activities we had a great time doing different things but i also felt like i didn't have to bust my ass and dedicate my life to this game to get to 100 but that also we could do the higher level stuff and it was so much fun to do that stuff and so you hope i hope that this kind of continues um as they go forward um Mm -hmm. and with with that idea in mind um so so we'll see. But I, I did see that they had to nerf the new Hunter boots. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> because, oh, it turns out you let them do, you know, a bunch of dodges in a row when, you, when you've when you got a player base like this who's learned the ins and outs of every piece of equipment. Uh, they'll make something that's pretty much unstoppable. <laughs> and yeah. this is exactly what they did. <laughs> hunters, hunters have been taking swords with no ammo yeah. and running... Um, running stasis double uh double dodging in corners and players coming around the corners are being frozen yeah and then they're being stabbed to death <laughs> yeah yeah or like, yeah or like it's like refilling your super or whatever and their supers are back every yeah. like uh 40 seconds <laughs> yeah yeah so uh and it's fun it's like i feel bad for them for bungie because of the way people are like why didn't you see this but it's like there are so many combinations that it's like you know, as yeah. much as the QA department and the, you know, the folks tasked with like working on balance and stuff, you know, figure this shit out. It's like, it it almost pales in comparison to some of the players that like almost seem to just have minds tuned to mm-hmm. figuring out the best way to make these combinations of things. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, I mean, People, you know, shit like this. People figuring out ways to use emotes to glitch through fucking walls. Oh yeah, like, yeah. It's ridiculous. There's no way. Like, they, people would have to, but they would have to literally, like, employ half the country and yeah. pay them 24 hours a day because that's sort of what they've got in a player base. Yeah, I um. So, when my son was in school. You know, we would always have these discussions every year with his teachers where we would try to, like, get them to understand, like, where they were going to have challenges with him, but, like, wh- how they could help motivate him and all that stuff. And and the phrase that I would always use, because they would be like, oh, well, my son hated school, didn't do a lot of work. And this is not me, like, telling tales outside of the family. He fucking admit it right to your face that he's like yeah I didn't do any of that shit and he would always find ways to not get work done and whatever and and the teachers would always be like have you tried this have you tried that have you tried this whatever and the phrase that I would always use and it's the same thing I think that applies here is water finds a crack (laughs) (laughs) And, and, and if you've ever had issues with the foundation of your home or ever plumbing any of that stuff it doesn't matter how good you think you've got things sealed up it doesn't matter how good you think you've how well you think you've accounted for all of the different scenarios water finds a crack and that's like you know so i do not fault bungie at all because they are they have limited 
resources and people and and it is dwarfed by the a player base who is like in trying to find the crack as soon as this shit drops um and they do yep. <laughs> because it's there yep. and it's yep. not it's not out of like you know malice or whatever it's just it's there there's just a combination of shit and it's like all right and then once i mean it's the internet right like once one person it's like whenever you hear it, people are like oh there's this money glitch in this game and people are like don't tell anyone because then the developers will find out it's like, come on <laughs> yeah. man like what do you think this is right i right? guess the internet <laughs> nobody can keep anything under wraps uh, I mean, you got people fucking cracking the data files of this game to find shit out. You think they're not going to exactly. learn that if you wear these boots and this mod and that thing there, that I can fucking dodge in a corner and blast you with a super every 20 seconds? Like, <laughs> come on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it's fun to be back. That's one thing I learned from the the seasons. Is I, I, I had, not, had not done the seasons and I missed doing the seasons, and then when I started doing the seasons, and I just came into it with the attitude of, whatever, play what you want. If you get get as far as you want to get, if you get your money's worth because you just did the story stuff and you feel good, then you're good. But if you want to go further, go further. And I, it was the best decision I made because it's just really allowed me to come back to a game that I've loved for years and play it with you and Sean, and you know, and just continue everything I loved about Destiny the people and the game and everything and just kind of keep doing it. So, uh, yeah. I'm glad I, I'm glad I got back into it. Um, Oh, me too. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I never left. I'm glad you got back into it. Yeah. 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 Well, but they, you had some rough seasons, right? Like there were some seasons that were better than others. Yeah. Uh, oh, for sure. Oh, for sure. Like, yeah. but you know, I still play it every week. I don't right. play it every day anymore, but yeah. Right. Yeah. No. Yeah. There were, there was certainly seasons I struggled with. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, that's it for this episode. In terms of like what we've got, I will probably, against all good judgment, probably go see uh, Shang Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings in the theater next mm. weekend because I I really am curious to see uh, this movie. Um, I did not see Candyman this weekend because the reviews were mixed enough for me to go. I don't. I'm not sure. Uh, that and the night house, man. I, I wanted to go to the theater so bad this weekend. Yeah. yeah. But, um, but uh, in terms of like, we've got, we have this stack of movies that we've seen and just haven't talked about because it's like all the screeners and stuff we've gotten, but we'll probably like kind of pump the brakes on those so that we can yeah. get to talking about some of this other stuff. Cause I know that there's a lot of stuff that I want to talk about and I know you do too. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so we have no, we're not, I'm not at all concerned about having stuff to talk about. I just don't know what's coming out in the next uh, couple weeks to see if that would kind of uh, enter into the conversation at all. But uh, all whatever right. it is, uh, hopefully you'll be here with us. Uh, so for myself and Mitch, thank you so much for hanging out with us. This has been episode 129 of Divided by Werewolves. Uh, and uh, we hope that you'll be with us uh, for the next one. So for myself and Mitch, thank you again. Good night and have a good evening.